Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Hello, everybody. Happy afternoon rush hour. It's your boy, Dave Neal. It is January 11th, folks, 2024. That's right. We got all of the content right now regarding the wildest story ever in Bachelor Nation. It's sweeping the world. That's Clayton Eckerd uh, telling his truth, going on Nick Vile's podcast, Vile File. Uh, it's a very interesting conversation. There's several different conversations that are happening here. We're A, platforming Clayton and sharing his story and all of that jazz. And B, there seems to be, oh boy, do we have to play the music this soon? Is this going to be a record for the earliest we've played the X-Files music? There seems to be... Uh, deleting going on. Folks have called me and messaged me and texted me that at a certain time in the video, Clayton mentions my name and it's deleted. That's right. That's 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 akin to doing a science project and not crediting your sources. That to me is essentially plagiarism. When you take a source out of a story, not only, uh, I mean, look, if Clayton decided he didn't want to say my name, uh, say my name, say my name, I would have been like, all right, bummer. But the fact that there may be a sort of nefarious reason for that will be a story we will address tomorrow. I have texted Nick Vial. That's right, I've got his number. You know, Nick once asked me to maybe... uh, 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 pause in the telling of a specific story he didn't want out there, and I obliged. I said, yeah, sure, Nick, because I knew maybe sometime I'd need to ask a friendly favor of him. Well, I have asked that friendly favor, and I've said, Nick, did you or your team delete my name? Stick around for tomorrow morning's podcast where we'll maybe get the answer. Either he didn't respond, or he does and denies it, or he says, yeah, you know what? I'm not saying your name period. All right. Okay, fine. Whatever. Uh, my bruised ego will be okay. If you want to unbruise it, go to patreon.com slash Dave Neal, <laughs> patreon.com slash Dave Neal. If you want to subscribe for the bonus content, if you want to see and watch me text Nick, I actually uh, did it on Patreon. I went through every, uh, you know, sentence. My wife was like, don't do that. You know, she was like, they're protecting me saying you're going too hard. You're not doing this. Um, anyway, I'm getting comments from people left and right that their comments are being deleted. It's just a wild day in the podcast wars. I've got podcasters deleting my name. I've got others suing me for harassment. We live in a world where you can't get anything done without a lawsuit, folks. It's the greatest country ever. USA, USA. All right, folks, you got me all worked up. Panties are in a bunch. Got so much to get into. All right. I'm going to play several clips from the Clayton Eckerd um, interview he did on Nick Files podcast. And again, everything said, I still think it's a good idea that he went on there. Just wish maybe several months ago, Nick would have been more of an advocate for him when he needed it most. It's almost funny, and I'll play it for you. It's almost funny that the the moment where Nick's podcast deleted my name was the moment where we, as an audience, you guys collectively stood up and donated your hard-earned money to Clayton, you know, and I know, I know he had a lot. He he did a long interview. God bless Clayton. He kind of pushed over the fact he shared all of his thanks to everybody, but he was like, "Yeah, they started to go fund me for me." It's like, bro, and I and I and I get it. I get it, bro. They took money out of their pockets. They took a little bit of food off of their table. They broke some bread off of the baguette. They spread a little brie cheese on it. 
and they gave it to you to help you fight this case. And I got to tell you, I've never been more loyal to an audience in my life. You guys have protected me. You've supported me. And I, and I thank you guys immensely for that. So much so, I'd love to tell you about microdose gummies. That's right, microdose gummies are entry-level dose uh, THC that makes you feel just the right amount of good. Now, I know everyone's like, well, I don't want to take an edible and get too high. Trust me when I say this, just the right amount, whether that's a three milligram bite, a two milligram, maybe a 20, whatever. You take a couple of them, do whatever you need to do. I always say, if you're new to it, just have one at a time. But boy, is a great way to relax, have a hot, steamy shower. Sometimes in the morning, you want to get some creative work done, have a microdose and a cup of coffee. You know, really explore what's going on inside your brain. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Just remember, if you're on microdose gummies, especially if you're a realtor, don't text your client while you're on microdose gummies. You don't need to do that. Get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code rush hour. It's available nationwide. Microdose.com promo code rush hour for 30% off and free shipping. One last time, folks. Microdose.com promo code rush hour. All right, let's get into it. Here's the moment where Clayton shares his truth, his story. I'm gonna get I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this, and you can go listen or watch the full episode, absolutely. But essentially, Clayton was targeted on LinkedIn by Jane Doe. She said, I want you to be my realtor. And he said, in hindsight, maybe he should have worried about that considering he, uh, you know, was new to the real estate game. Like, why would you want to work with me? Well, I'll tell you why, Clayton, because you are the target. You are the Mark, the John, as it were. Is, is John the right word? Anyway, either way. So, so um, you know, they get they start to get their work done and then they, they're texting. It gets a little flirty. She sends them some, maybe, maybe it was a nude photo. Maybe it was risque. I'm not really sure. Uh, but then he says, hey, come over. And again, he had an edible. Probably wasn't microdose, but he did have an edible. And uh, next thing you know, a blowjob and then a second blowjob. Now, she says there was some, some possible contamination there. And then sure enough, weeks later, after him, he didn't believe her, you know, she did a pregnancy test and she tested positive in one way or another. And I, we don't know how that happened, but um, when it came time to produce any other evidence, that's where the story ends. Now, here's the sonogram uh, being analyzed by Clayton and Nick Vial and his pregnant girlfriend, Nat, uh, pregnant uh, fiance, Natalie Joy, who, by the way, I think Natalie's doing a fantastic job. I think she's doing a real good job on this podcast. She's a really good, I really liked Amanda, but I think she's doing a really good job on the couch here, providing sort of a female voice on Nick's podcast. Either way, and of course, she's worked a little bit, I believe, in the medical world, uh, right? And um, and she's also pregnant, so she knows what an ultrasound looks like. Here she is grilling this ultrasound as they look at it. Have a listen. Look, and then we start kind of engaging again via email, and I'm like, take the test, and she's, She's like, we can't do it because like I looked it up and they won't do a prenatal paternity test on twins. Like only if it's one kid, but there's two. And I was like, that's why you chose twins. So I'm like, there's no, she's like, we can't, I would love to do the test, but we can't do it because there's twins involved. So I'm like, no, I don't believe it. Like there's gotta be some solution. I, I just believe I'm like, if someone has thought about it, somebody has come up with it. So she's like, I've called five facilities. She's sending me calls. She's video calls she, or audio calls. She, she recorded these individuals. They're like, yeah, we can't do it if, um, you know, if there's twins involved. So she's trying to convince me like we can't do it. 
So I keep, I'm Googling, 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 boom, I call, I find this facility called Ravgen. Let me tell you something. Nobody works harder than a man trying to find a facility to prove he's not the father. I mean, Clayton became just a full-time Googler. I'm going to find a place to do it. And of course, Ravgen does this new technology. Have a listen. And so I'm like, hey, found Ravgen, like we can do it. She's like, great, can't wait to take it. But are you will like, but again, I'll only do it if you date me. And I'm like, no, forget it. Like, this is ridiculous. So she's still at this point trying to convince you mm -hmm. to date. Yeah. And we're four months in? Yes. So, and there's still been no ultrasound at no, this point? No. Uh, at this point, she, she, so when I talked to her lawyers a month prior, I got an ultrasound that this, the, they, that they showed me. You can go ahead and skip to five. It's on. The, it's the fifth one. That's what I got. Okay. So. So he's looking at I an ultrasound. It looks like a normal ultrasound to the naked eye. Those are all different, but like it just looked off. Um, she put down at the bottom. It looked like it was all wonky. It had the gestational age, and it showed our the date that we were intimate. 520. And of course, and, and Natalie Natalie calls out, of course, uh, they don't necessarily say the date of conception. They'll normally say the date of last period. It's her uterus. Oh, you tell me, because I don't know what that looks I mean, that's... Wait, so wait, 5 2023, that, that's the date you hooked up? Yes. Uh, okay. Which I don't think... It would be the date of her last period. All right, there. And also, once we saw the ultrasound video, we noticed the timestamp wasn't moving. Jane Doe didn't have her name formatted right. It was a complete fabrication of evidence. So we have a moving ultrasound video and a ultrasound photo here. Uh, what's the court gonna do about this? Coercion? What's the deal here? There's gotta be some crime happening, right? I'm not a lawyer, I would think. I'll tell you what, we'll get more to this amazing story right after the break. And don't forget, I'll have some non-Bachelor entertainment news for you today. George Carlin has a new stand-up special, of course, from the grave. Uh, that's a weird Bachelor crossover. We'll get to that shortly. But here's the moment where Clayton's, uh, I guess it appears as though my name was edited out of a very wild story. You guys have heard me cover this story before. It's fantastic. As soon as Clayton Eckerd's live stream was done, I texted him. I remember where I was. I was at the Pavilions parking lot next to the taco truck on Melrose Boulevard, right? I, Melrose Boulevard or Melrose Avenue? Melrose Boulevard. And I was there and I was watching the live stream. And of course, we, we knew at that point we needed to get Clayton a lawyer. We started the GoFundMe, but I texted him and I said, Clayton, that was amazing. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, first of all, why is he being so weird? I was like, dude, you did a good job. You did a good job in there. And he was like, huh? He was like, are, were you there? I was like, Bubba, I wasn't inside the courtroom. That was live streamed to everybody. And he was like, are you kidding me? I said, we all watched Clayton. We were all there. Everybody knows now. And that was so relieving to Clayton because now he's seeing that there's actually some publicity. And Jane Doe didn't know that they were doing this. She thought she could show off her belly, her baby bump. She didn't know that people would be able to pause it and analyze it and look at the fundal height and all this jazz. Anyway, here's Clayton sharing that story where he mentions me by name. Apparently, you can tell for yourself, and it was edited out. Have a listen. So I thought, how hard is it to go to court and be like, prove that I harassed you? You don't have any harassing messages. And I, and I also, I just thought like, I have a ton of harassing messages, so I'll win my case. And, you know, and, and, and I did, but I, my, it's like, so I, I kind of just thought I could go do it myself. And I was like, I, I can't afford a lawyer. Um, so I self-represented and 
in my case, they were back to back cases. In my case, uh, it, it got pushed for an, a week later. We didn't, we ran out of time. I get out of my case and I get a text from a podcaster. And um, that was it. That was the moment. And if you watch the video, you'll see they change camera angles. And whenever it, it sounds a little nefarious, you can tell when the camera angles are changed, folks. That means your boy has been deleted. Have a listen one more time. I'll tell you, I'll tell you right in the moment. Text from a podcaster. And right there. Um, that was it. He said, Hey, you did a good job today. And you represented yourself well. And I said, What do you what? I go, how do you know? He goes, I watched it. You did really well. I said, What do you mean you watched it? I'm like, what do you mean? How do you how'd you watch it? He goes, Oh, you don't know? He goes, it was live streamed online. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, man, you should have probably had a lawyer, but like you did pretty well. And of course, at that point, we got him a lawyer. We got him, you know, we raised a whole bunch of money. Your hard-earned money went into this. Um, it wasn't promoted on any other Bachelor pages, Nick's podcast, no other. I mean, I mean, as far as like uh, official alumni podcast, nobody, nobody protected Clayton. Nobody had his back. Clayton needed someone to protect his blind spot and nobody was there to do it until you all came along and defended him and pursued justice. The true champion here is every single person who donated from their hard-earned middle-class money and helped Clayton and myself you guys are the ones here who need to be elevated. You uh, individually, collectively came together and you you used your democratic voice to pursue good and to pursue justice. And I don't give a rat's ass if Nick wants that aspect of the story to be deleted. We will shout that from the rooftops. Now, I could continue to share all the tidbits of this story. Look, go check out Nick's podcast, even though he won't credit me. I, uh, I have the uh, journalistic integrity. I tell you what, I don't know what school he went to in Michigan or wherever the hell he's from, but I learned you cite your sources, even if you don't like your sources. And I, and I tell you what, I've had a track record of this in different comment sections when people want to cite Reality Steve and they just say RS. And why do they go, oh, his name gives me the ick. I don't want to say his name. Say the name of the source or don't use the source. That's how it works, people. You guys know this. You guys know I get on a rant because it's a little messed up, but either way, we have to we have to address these things when we see them. I'm almost like a teacher. I got to let you know to cross your T's and dot your I's or else we're just going to let this happen over and over. And we need to change the subject to something with more credibility, like an alien sighting in Brazil. That's right. Super tall beings were caught on video roaming around the hillside. You know, maybe it was just a basketball team. <laughs> I mean, they're in there for a game. Yeah, they were like seven feet tall. It's just Yao Ming out there. More mysterious. You know, I mean, it's just like, uh, uh, you know, I mean, look, if you if you randomly stumbled upon literal seven foot tall men, and you were like maybe five foot tall, you'd be like, wow, these are crazy. But if you look at these videos here, they truly do look like they're from out of this world. Mysterious video of what appears to be super tall human-like beings walking among us. And this time folks are claiming there are 10 foot tall aliens down in Brazil. You got to see these videos. And it's in the, on an island off the coast where locals claim they saw at least two tall mysterious figures standing on a hilltop. It's hard to gauge how far away these clips were shot from, but whatever's out there, it sure looks big. All right, folks, caught on camera and other things caught on camera. An Ohio mother, oh, this is a tough story. I don't mean to be depressing. Ohio mother arrested, allegedly faked daughter's cancer and raised thousands in the process. 
Pamela Reed was arrested Monday after authorities say she told friends and family for years her seven-year-old daughter, identified as AR, had cancer, specifically myeloid leukemia, suffered from seizures and was blind in her right eye. Law enforcement say Pamela even shaved AR's head to bolster her claims and had raised $8,000, which was given to help aid her cancer treatment expenses. According to the arrest affidavit, it all came to an end when AR's school nurse discovered she wasn't blind in her right eye and after calling the girl's doctor, learned she did not have cancer. Cops say Reed later confessed to doctoring paperwork for the school and told cops to repackage prescriptions to make it seem like they were for cancer treatment. Officials also claim that the seizure medication she didn't need. Uh, oh, this is just terrible, folks. A terrible story. Why do they do this? Of course, it's all that, what, Munchausen syndrome. It's weird stuff. As you guys know, they say it sounds similar to Gypsy's past situation, and you aren't wrong. Gypsy's defense in her criminal case focused on her mom suffering from Munchausen syndrome by, by proxy, which led to her making Gypsy falsely believe she suffered from leukemia and muscular dystrophy and needed a wheelchair. Some are wondering if uh, the Jane Doe case is something similar, where the mom and the daughter have this weird fixation about being pregnant. Who knows? Who knows? All right, in other news here, we've got Bravo... Uh, always delivering the drama. And we'll have this story about Kyle Richards right after the break. You know, we've been covering Kyle Richards from Real Housewives. Uh, she says she was pissed at the lady sliding into Maurizio Umansky's DMs and claims they've even fought over it. Okay, this is all... Okay, I don't know if you follow Bravo or Real Housewives, but Maurizio was on Dancing with the Stars. He's kind of divorcing Kyle Richards. I guess it's on again, off again. Either way, here's what was said. <laughs> What is appropriate for husbands when it comes to communicating with other women on social media? You're not supposed Murders. to be communicating with other women on social media. I agree. Murders. Come on. I, I, I've had, like, fight with Mo over that. I hate that. So. No, yeah. Like, cool. liking people's photos. Yeah, no. Following people. You don't do that. Yeah. Mo gets a lot of DMs from women. They don't care that he's married. And they're always the aggressor. And it just makes you realize there's really a lot of assholes out there. But what does communicating mean? DMing. Well, but it's not just DMing. That's like, no, 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 no. But also, you don't have to follow every single person and like all their photos. But yeah, no, I don't like that at all. I actually think a DM is less risque than a like. So if someone, if one of my wife's friends posts a bikini photo, I, I probably don't like it. But if I needed to send a message to them... I don't think that's a problem. Of course, the contents of the message would be the case. Now, earlier we talked about uh, Nick deleting comments that people are saying in support of me. I'm getting dozens, hundreds of messages from people. Well, Tia, Rach Tia Rachel, right? Tia Rachel 91, her Instagram account, uh, former contestant on The Bachelor, posted this. Just moved into her dream home. She says, I deleted all the photos I posted of the new house and don't feel comfortable posting anytime soon, which is extremely unfortunate because it is my home, my safe place, my workplace with my child. I was so excited to post too. I love sharing my life with you guys on here, but sometimes it turns scary. And that, of course, is in reference to people, you know, uh, finding out information about strangers online. I'm sure people found out the Zillow listing and where she's living. And even if they didn't share it publicly, it's still scary. Now, we had a member of our community, and this is where I get so disgusted. I am going to call this person's behavior out. Um, I haven't blocked them from the community, but I'm going to give them 
the chance to uh, to make this right. But there was a, a fight happening. Again, this is super meta in the weeds. There was a fight happening on my Facebook community page, Dave Neal's community. You know, people arguing back and forth, which I highly don't recommend. For my own sake, if you're fighting back and forth, I have to then spend time finding out who's right, who's wrong, trying to maintain a civil place. It takes time out of my day. I just became, I become a grumpy dad. I don't care who started it. I'll pull this U-Haul right over. You know, that type of deal. Either way, uh, one lady looked up the other lady's personal information and then shared it with her to win her point in an argument on my Dave Neal's community. Now, this happens. It's disgusting. It's not illegal. It's definitely intimidating. And we do not need this. Not in my community. I was quick to not ban the person because I wanted to give them a chance to know, hey, you need to write this course right away. This is super wrong and we're not going to stand for it. Most people have been pretty cool, but I just wanted to set the record straight there. All right. uh, Game of Roses star Chad Colchin, our good friend from Driving with Dave. We love Chad Colchin. He has a podcast called Dudesy and he created an AI artificial intelligence special from George Carlin. Now, George Carlin's dead. He's one of the greatest comedians of all time. He's a prophet, folks. His daughter is dragging the new take on the special and says you can't recreate him. It's absolutely wild. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, their, their thought is, and I totally agree with them that, you know, it's paying homage to George Carlin. It's not trying to recreate him, but here's a clip of awe. This is artificial intelligence, stand-up comedy created by Dudesy, uh, which is Chad Colchin, our good pal, fascinating stuff. This is them for the first time watching this stand-up clip go down. Have a listen. There's one line of work that is most threatened by AI one job that is most likely to be completely erased because of artificial intelligence. Stand-up comedy. (laughs) I know what all the stand-up comics across the globe are saying right now. I'm an artist and my art form is too creative, too nuanced, too subtle to be replicated by a machine. No computer program can tell a fart joke as good as me. Well, let's see. This is just off the top of my artificially intelligent head. A fart was in the middle of a very nasty divorce, so she went to her sister's house and she asked her sister, do you think I'm doing the right thing by getting divorced? And her sister said, he's been holding you back for too long. You have to leave that ass. Snap. Look at that. There you have it. Stand up comedy is dead. Wow. Scary stuff, folks. That's right. Artificial intelligence is now getting laughs. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't I don't hate that they did this because it's kind of like, look, either either we integrate artificial intelligence or we burn the whole thing down. I don't really know, but it's pretty wild stuff. All right. I got to go pick up my 26 foot moving truck. I'll be giving Instagram updates from now until next week. I shall be referred to by both my audience and by my wife as Captain Dave, because I got the ship, baby. And I got the keys to my vessel, or at least I'm going to get them right now. We'll have more updates. I'll be back tomorrow. Don't worry. We'll have content throughout the week, and I'll have more on Patreon, patreon.com slash Dave Neal. As always, love you. Appreciate you. We'll see you in the morning. I'm Dave Neal. And this was Bachelor Rush Hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? 
Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.